Okay, hi, Dumpster Divas. Happy Friday to everyone. Thanks for uh, showing up to your phone on a Friday to listen to us chat. Uh, hi, Kicks. What's up? Hello. Uh, this day, on, upon recording, will be your last day as a New York City resident. Uh, no. Uh- you're, le- you're leaving on Saturday <laughs> I'm morning. Leaving, I'm leaving Sunday. <laughs> Wait, what? Why didn't you tell me that? Uh, should we start over? <laughs> No, it's fine. I don't care. I don't know. It was just like a change because I was stressed out because it was like work and then leave the next day. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. (laughs) Never mind. Um, Hi, everyone. Uh, We have a really exciting Bravo episode today. Uh, We have uh, Logan Hardcore on today, also known as Logan Slaughter. Uh, Very well-known drag queen here in New York City. Uh, Before we bring them on, though, uh, we did this on our Wednesday episode, but I just want to do it again and just have a little view, a listener appreciation moment, right? Yes. Yes, it's so fun. Kicks famously cried on Wednesday when I read the review. It was just a little bit (laughs) like a real experience. (laughs) Yeah, well, let's see. Like, oh, yeah, people listen to us. So thanks for listening. Let's see if this one makes you cry. Okay, okay, that'll be the judge. Yeah. No, then I'm going to feel bad. Like, <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay, ready. So uh, once again, we're going to read a review for, on each of our episodes for uh, our awesome listeners. So please write a review and uh, rate us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. Unfortunately, you can't write reviews on you know Spotify, which is Spotify, weird. Spotify, but make sure you're following us on Spotify. I could have sworn I written a review on Spotify once, but... Okay. Well, we won't be reading those today. (laughs) Um, So this review comes from Problem Addict Pod, which uh, I have corresponded with them on Instagram. So I'm so happy that they uh, wrote a review here today. Um, They write, what a fun time. That's the the topic of the review. After that, we have funny, truthful, no holds barred commentary from two Dallas transplants on reality trash TV is what I need to get through this crazy 2020 slash 2021. Love these eps. Love to hear it. We are um, exactly what they described us as. Yeah. What about <laughs> Maybe we should change that as our pitch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we Seriously, really lean. Though. We really lean on the Dallas part of our lives when it doesn't really, it's not that important to me anymore. Um, I mean, it's home. I love Dallas, but I feel like it's come up a lot in, in these podcasts when it's kind of funny because we don't talk about it in life really. No, we don't talk about it because yeah, we just grew up there and we love where we're from and love our parents that live there and our friends that came out from there and but I think it it only is coming up so much is because we're talking about Dallas housewives. I feel like when it's over, we'll talk about it less. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, okay, yes. Well, I cannot wait housewives. to dive in. Yeah. Um, because this week was a doozy in all of reality television. And yeah, I feel like it was more of a doozy in the news than it was on the show. Yeah. So oh, oh, yeah. That's what I was about to say is that the news was cuckoo loco. Yes. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be back with Logan Slaughter. I'll talk to you guys in one second. Okay, and we are back uh, with Kicks, obviously. And today, once again, we are joined uh, by Logan Hardcore or Logan Slaughter. Which do you prefer to go by in this format? 
Well, I guess Logan Slaughter is kind of how I'm trying to start branding out a little more because I'm sick of doing drag in my living room. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I mean, actually, I don't get that. I don't know why I just said that. I've yeah, not, Tom, never Tom, done Tom, that. Like, I get that. You... Like, it's so relatable. <laughs> but Logan is a killer drag queen here in New York City. Um, you can follow uh, Logan at LoganXHardcore on Instagram. Uh, and they have a podcast, Hardcore Honesty, uh, which is yeah. awesome. I've started listening to it. It just started a couple weeks ago. And uh, that's on Mondays. And then you got a Patreon, which I'll let you plug that. And I just yeah. wrote my notes about it. I was like, uh, Logan just gets people together. <laughs> <laughs> I just gather the girls like a ponytail. That's all it is. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, well, yeah. I meant, like, just, like, in a shade way, getting them together. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, someone has to. No one else is doing it. <laughs> no, I, I lean on you for my gaze over COVID conversations sometimes. Because you'll really go yes. in where I won't. <laughs> it's, it's just becoming so much at this point. It is. And it's also just so um, expected, unfortunately. You know, gays, <laughs> well, I said this on our, I said this on our Wednesday episode uh, that gays can't be trusted. And I'll, I'll go to my grave saying that. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I literally just did an interview. I think it's coming out this week. And they were like, long-term survivors are just saying that this is horrible and it's going against the, what our community is. And I was like, our community is shit. Yeah. Point <laughs> blank, period. <laughs> Days are the worst. Yes, confirmed. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally like a 50% homophobic gay man. <laughs> I think that's where you have to... I think the sane ones are there, like the 50% homophobic. <laughs> it's horrifying. I mean, especially now, I mean... I can't. With if the... you weren't homophobic before, you are now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shout out to our homophobes if you're out there listening. There are definitely big <laughs> listeners here. Absolutely. Listen, I didn't think that I would get the people coming out that have come out. So <laughs> there, you, well, there you go. Wait, Logan. So I have to tell you. So I, um, my first, the first time I saw you perform in the city. Uh, was at a drag brunch down on 14th. What was that restaurant called? Um, oh my God, La Cabanara. Yeah, so I went to La Cabanara. Oh no, group, nothing good is coming from that. With a group of gays. And I knew you. I knew I loved you when you turned on the mic or... Oh, yeah, there's a mic there. <laughs> that wasn't meant to be shade. <laughs> but it's a Well, small it came restaurant. across that way, but yes. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. No, you said you said on the mic, you, you go, and over here we have our, our vampire friend with all the foundation on. And you, like, got my friend together because they were, like, caked with, like, white foundation. And I was like, I literally was thinking this when we sat down, and I'm so happy that uh, she said it and I didn't have to. <laughs> it was literally, you know, that brunch, let me tell you something. There is nothing that gives you more feeling of just fuck it than getting in drag in the middle of the morning to be in 14th street on a Saturday or Sunday. And especially if you're hungover from the night before all fucks were gone. I didn't care what I said to anyone. I, I mean, I harassed people. I stole money out of people's purses <laughs> at that brunch. I mean, it was, I should have been arrested. No, it was one of my favorite brunches I've been to in the city. It, I mean, you're oh. just, something you're so good on your feet. I regret about, I'm about to move out of New York City and something I regret is not ever going to like one of the tiny drag brunches where you're literally in a restaurant. The only drag brunch I went to was like a stage and it was at like a Vox event thing. Yeah, we went to, yeah. A Voss one. Voss, yeah, no, yeah. the fun one, like we started, I started with girls at Intermezzo and like we, there was no drag brunches going on when we started. So the owners of that restaurant kind of branched out to their, uh, they had like six other restaurants. So I was literally my first brunch at La Cabanara 
it was me and the five people I brought. And then by the time I stopped going there, I used to have lines out the door for people trying yes. to get in. And it was so fun because you were only supposed to actually get like 50 people in the room and we would squeeze in 110, 112. So it was just a fucking mess. In post-COVID world, the squeezing in 112 people is never going to happen. <laughs> I can't even, the things that I think about that happened, I mean, hugging. Or <laughs> Period. Period. Grabbing people's drinks and just drinking random strangers' drinks, putting money in my mouth. I mean, I know. Oh my god, I've put cash in my mouth many times before. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's not. not but it's something... like when you think, when you look, like I look at these girls who do meet and greets, and I'm like, you're never doing a meet and greet again. <laughs> no, unless you do it like Britney style and you're six feet away. Right. Like, hey. <laughs> you just wave at them and take a selfie from distance. Absolutely. Meet, no, meet and greets are them going to see a drag show. You're meeting them. You're greeting them. You're giving them money. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of the girls, like you hear them all bitch about how horrible the meet and greets are. So they're like, yay, COVID. We never have to do it. Right. I can't imagine it's fun because you have to pretend to be excited to see 100 people, like not in a crowd, like one on one. And you know, some people, I'm sure, like, it's all in good intent, but it's just, it's a lot. You don't want, it's hard to be emotionally available for that many people over and over again. I, I, yeah, I can imagine that it's pretty painful. Yeah, I mean, I'm really close with Bianca. We lived together. She was, like, the best man at my wedding and whatnot. And she just said, like, you really, you have to, like, give each person a moment. And, like, she'll remember people's names a year later. Oh, damn. Again. And a lot of these girls don't do that. And they're just like, hi, how are you? Uh, uh. But, like, the girls that, like, emotionally invest for those 30 seconds to a minute, you do that 150 times, you're, like... Asleep. Before you even yeah. go on stage. Asleep right. for six days after. <laughs> and then if someone coughs on you... <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there goes me. that. <laughs> then you have COVID. <laughs> right, I know. Wait, so before we get into all of our stuff, I want you to tell everyone about the podcast a little bit. Oh, my God. It's, it's basically the brunch. <laughs> um, it... It just started because during, it's called Hardcore Honesty, and it's on all streaming platforms. And it started at, like, I guess in July when I outed COVID Corey, um, the guy that was on the beach in the Pines. Yes. And my tweet within, like, an hour and a half had a million tweets and likes and retweets, and I was like, oh, God, here we go. And then I was just like, I love talking about this, and I don't care who likes it and who doesn't? Because all of the gays are in my inbox applauding me. And thank you for saying what we're not going to because we're just afraid of like, I, I, well, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of a bar owner not hiring me. I'm not afraid of circuit guys hating me. So then, you know, that with my love of like drag race and all things Bravo, I was like, why don't I just sit and talk to myself? I have nothing else to do. <laughs> and I was like... Who cares? I'll ask my dad for a microphone for Christmas and praise God. <laughs> Here we go. No, it's great. And I, I mean, of course I want to talk drag race a little bit. I mean, I love your drag race takes, especially because you know so many of the queens uh, that have gone through uh, the, the years, the New York queens. Um, any any thoughts on the season in general? Well, I'm just happy Tina Burner finally made it so none of us have to hear her bitch about not getting on. <laughs> and I truly hope it's a humbling experience for her. Because her and Rosé are those type of girls that think they're everything. And Rosé looks horrible on TV. <laughs> and Tina looks like two-ton Tammy. So I am 
you know, I said last week on my podcast that Tina's outfit for the train runway was the ugliest thing I'd ever seen on Drag Race. And I stand by that. She looked like Thomas the Engine in like a plus size pageant. When she turned around and the train was on the on the the train was on the train. I was like, sometimes when you're so on the nose, you're off the nose. You know, like I didn't even get it. I didn't. I think I stopped looking at it because it was wrinkled and but like shielding your eyes from it. I mean, normally I do when I say Tina. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, God bless the girls that get on. You know, I just think like you see, Britta is one of the most loved New York City girls, and she went on and got. A humble roasted dose of reality. <laughs> so, you know, it's all in the producer's hands once yeah, you definitely. get there. So you can come from here and think you're hot shit, but that's why I'll just stay in my living room. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, there's I think there's people that are good at drag race, but that aren't good at doing drag. You know what I mean? Like in a in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like like performance, the... you mean. Like they're not good drag I performers, feel bad but because... they're good at drag race. Right, because yeah. Drag Race has a lot of facets to it that aren't what you do in bars. Exactly. Am I speaking out of turn? No, 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 no. I, I totally really, agree with you. No, 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 I no. get what you're saying. I've just never heard it put that way, and it really tickled me. <laughs> it's just like, and I feel bad speaking on it because I'm not a drag queen. Like, And I feel like sometimes... Neither are some of them six months before <laughs> they go on Drag Race. Well, sure, that's another part of it. You know, I don't know. I just, I get confused with some of them because I'm like, like some people you who... Like, for instance, Monet, who we used to see, um, we used to like go to all her shows on Saturdays. And I, you know, you want to see someone like her do what she does to like 10 people in hardware, like on a yeah. Saturday afternoon on Drag Race. But there's not really an opportunity on the show to do that, you know? That's, and that's why I loved this season's first episode, because right. you had to perform. And I've said it once and I'll say it again. You have to be able to perform to be a drag queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't be pretty and stand in front of an audience and take a photo. That doesn't work. So to see these girls, you know, girls make it all the way to the end without ever performing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, okay. Right. But like, <laughs> right. these girls had to do it in the first five minutes. And, you know, I lived for it because... Yeah, it was really refreshing because a lot of, yeah, like you're saying, a lot of the times that we don't see these girls perform or even lip sync for their legacy or life or even like a, a comedy challenge. Lunch money. Lunch money. <laughs> not, their, not their lunch money. <laughs> like we don't see any of it. And like that, I think it reminds me a lot of like Sasha Valor's season because people were like, we've never seen her perform. She's like, I hope she's good. And then she fucking killed it. Like she made it all the way and then just I mean, slayed it. she made it all the way and then lifted her wig i mean i wasn't <laughs> as gagged as everyone else was. like it's brilliant like to me if she did that in a huge production show and there was like a big moment leading up to it but for me in a final lip sync for a hundred thousand dollars for you to have rose petals under your wig i wasn't gagging the way that everyone else was <laughs> like in the moment i was like do i love this or do i hate this and like a few years later i look back at it and i'm like it was what it was i still like shay better yeah, yeah. Same. oh of course yeah we're shay and um stands in this house yeah absolutely this is a shay stan podcast that that is the new name of this podcast actually <laughs> shay stan and <laughs> with, with, with three and white train. people <laughs> Oh my god. Um so before we get into all the other stuff, we got to start with what we ask all of our guests and that's what reality television made you a dumpster diva and that just is like what trash kind of like got you into this world and uh, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be Bravo or 
you know. I mean, I've always loved every facet of reality television. Like I used to watch Survivor with my parents and like the original American Idol. And then, you know, watching Real World and Road Rules on MTV. Like I really, like my first like real reality show I remember was Road Rules. And I was like, I'm going to be on this show. And like shit like Fear Factor. And then it went into the Jersey Shore and the first, like the original Housewives. And I remember the first time I saw Wendy Williams and she was talking about everything. And I was like, what are these things? And the minute I turned on Bravo, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a slope. <laughs> it, and it was like, I have an addictive personality and it was all downhill from there. Sure. Well, there you go. I mean, do you, I, how wonderful were those times with American Idol when like, I mean, it was like America's show. Like we right. all like as kids were just like, huddled around the television and yes. like to this day i don't want to know if my phone if my phone vote mattered you know like i don't I mean, want to know i mean i'm it, i'm positive it didn't but <laughs> don't you think i mean i just don't get it like they were able to tabulate like 18 million votes in 30 seconds and it <laughs> right. takes a fucking government six weeks to give us an election <laughs> right. exactly so, like get the people from american idol over to georgia and let's get to let's get some small <laughs> nokia t9 phones and let's yeah. call these bitches because tom and i voted for fantasia about a hundred times like in our game room when we were kids <laughs> and our poor parents were like okay <laughs> I remember the season with Myra Gray that when she was voted off, my parents to this day will tell you that I cried and cried. And I said, I'm never watching the show again. I mean, I was <laughs> devastated. And when she was on Boston Public, we had to watch every episode. I didn't know she was on Boston Public. Oh, yes. Work. Booked and busy. Yes, she had a small little stint. (laughs) And then, you know, she did her Broadway stuff here, and I was like 13 all over again. I was like, Tamara Gray. Oh, she was so good. Oh, those qu- oh, yeah. it, it was so good. I mean, I really missed like when life was simpler back then, you know? Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what? The word simple got me. It was the simple, the simple life, life that drew me all the way in. So with good. Paris and Nicole. That was it. I, and I still have the DVD. I really want to watch. I've seen episodes like here and there, but I've never like watched it, watched it. And I need to. Every time. Oh, like from the beginning. Yes. Guests come on. And you're not the first person who said this. And every time I'm like, what am I doing? I have to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it, crazy. It is, it's a masterclass in production. Yeah. It's the way they set things up. And like, we didn't understand reality television back then. So you really believe this mm-hmm. stuff. And now you watch it back and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Right. Well, also like, <laughs> What's kind of cool about it is like it's never really been done again. Like it's never really been a like reboot of it. I mean, like obviously we have like remember when we had like New York goes to work, we had that. And we actually right now have Cardi B doing her kind of like making yeah, what's that Facebook watch show she's doing right now? Cardi Does everyone B. know about no, this? No, not Facebook watch. It is Facebook watch. <laughs> I, I'm not dragging her. That's that really it. is That's where it is. There was like a there's oh, two um Vine formerly Vine, now Instagram people that had a show on Snapchat that... Oh, my God. It's so people, like, trying to do it, and it's not landing. I don't think that these people count. <laughs> no, they don't. Like, that was going to be my point. like Quibi. Like, right. Quibi was here for a second, and it doesn't count anymore. R.I.P. R.I.P. R.I.Q.U.I.P. Oh! <laughs> I see what you did there, Logan. 
I was really trying to spell that out in my head. I think I spelled it wrong. <laughs> um, wait, so I, we want to talk some Bravo news because there was, I feel like arguably more things that happened in news than there was in actually our shows. The shows, I feel like we're a little snooze fest lately. But, yeah. but like, first of all, I want to talk about a uh, positive slash like something I didn't see coming was Barbara Kay running for uh, mayor. What? <laughs> I mean, come on. I know where my vote's going. Uh, same. Not to Andrew <laughs> Barbara Yang. Barbara in all of those power suits. I mean, she has a drill. Come on. <laughs> I would have never guessed in a million years. Like Tom, a lot of time, like last year in, tw- I say 2020, I, it wasn't that long ago, was like, I can't pick these things out of like Mad Libs or throw a dart and hit two words. In a million no. years. This is one of no. them. Like Barbara K and government. <laughs> I'm still I, I don't know. I'm still really mad that no one like coined like Barb the Builder when she was on Housewives. Like there's such an obvious like pun there that like I literally was like in my like <laughs> living room being like Barb the Builder. It's like why is no one coming up with this? <laughs> that should be her platform. she's gonna rebuild the city Mm -hmm. i guarantee you that build is somewhere in her entire campaign Mm -hmm. oh my god i mean when i saw that i was like this has to be a hoax and then i saw that it was from her page and i was like this is christmas yeah and then right well once again, I'd vote for her over Andrew Yang when he was like going into those fake bodegas. Did we see those videos? Oh they were literally sunaks, like full grocery stores. <laughs> right? It's like, Mama, that's not a bodega. <laughs> He's like, I'm in a bodega, and there's like a Gristini <laughs> sign behind him. <laughs> El Ducci. Yeah. He's like, I love this bodega. Love it. It's like, no, you don't know. It's anything. literally like the food. It's like literally the, the cafe at Sam. What is it like? The, what is it? Citradella? Like the, what's that one that's like all over the West Village? Oh, yes. yes I know the one you're talking about. exactly what you're talking yes. about. Um, also, Kelly Dodd continues to get into more like awful shenanigans. She just keeps, it keeps getting worse. And I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be surprised, but it just like, and this time the way she's coming after fans and bravo fan accounts is like really awful like do you understand that this is why you're here like the reason you get like renewals of contracts over and over again is because there are bravo fan accounts that support you and you can't just turn on them like that like that is that is this network i mean i i can't believe andy hasn't said anything about this it's getting to the point with her that it's getting uncomfortable Like, there's been a lot. And it's, you know, you can only have something like this bubbling for so long before everyone's going to go fucking ballistic. And I think we're at that point, especially, like, I don't ever really click into lives or follow, like, there's not often drama, like, where people actually go after the fan accounts. But I somehow got caught up in this recent one from, like, this week. And then I went on her live and she was like, you want to come after me? Bravo historian, you want to come after me? I'm going to come after you with her like lopsided lip and her chiclet teeth. And it was just like, it's too much. And she's like, we're not going to bring politics into TV. You're on a reality show. I want to like, we know where other housewives stand. You're dating, you're married. I don't know what you are to someone from Fox News. Like, I think we get where you're going with this. But you trying to hide your beliefs makes it that much worse. 
Right. And I think it's just, there's something that is off. Like, it's like, she's going so hard constantly. I'm like, you actually should talk to a therapist. Like, because Mm -hmm. you're, something's not okay. Like, you're not well. You're going insane, like, on Twitter and Instagram Live and it's just not a good look. And it's like, that's, I'm just frustrated that Bravo and Andy haven't done anything or said anything. It's just like. I was shocked that he asked as much as he did at the reunion tour because no one ever holds her accountable for anything. And for him to bring it up and she was like, what do you want from me? I was like, maybe to talk about the fact that you're blatantly racist, that you're you don't really give a fuck about any social situation going on and you just talk out of the side of your fucking mouth. Right, like her her rashness was so fun when it was like up against uh, Heather Dubrow's like uptightness. Like that was like a fun reality show, like like feud because it's like, they're so different. Like we have this woman who like is building the biggest house in Orange County. And then this woman who like, has truly the most base like jokes in the entire uh and like, lives with her mom and her ex-husband and her daughter right. in like a condo right and so at that level it was like refreshing and fun and she caused drama but then as it goes on and the way she is so afraid of apologies it's like what is that like what is that in your upbringing the way she's not even apologizing about all this stuff about her mother accusing of like the pushing down the stairs, the COVID, the like, there's just so many levels to her story that are so infuriating, frustrating, frustrating. And I just, I, she needs to like go, like you said, kicks to a therapist and take some time away from television. And it's time for to step away. Right. Because as much as she is afraid of apology, she's incredibly unafraid of consequences. Like, Oh yeah. Doesn't give a fuck what comes out of her mouth. Like, doesn't give a fuck what comes out of her twitter fingers (laughs) like i just can't she's gotten away with everything so like i don't think she thinks there's going to be real consequences but you see like it happened with nini nini got very confident and at a certain point bravo does pull the plug Mm -hmm. and i we're dangerously close because of you know like her or not how hard she was going at bronwyn is just it's too much. It's like that's literal hatred that I don't need to see. It's not fun. Right. And I no. I, I haven't and watched she was this. Fun. Yeah. She was fun. She was fun. I've I've dipped in and out of this season, but I did watch the reunion last week and I will be watching the reunion tonight when she um claims that she's black. Uh I am black. What? She's such an idiot. Like it's so obvious. It, like the, the process of how she got there, when she took a twenty-three well, show, and me. You can it's look like, up people's twenty-three and me. Yeah, like that's public knowledge, and people were posting it, yeah. and they were like, uh, "Nah, girl." She's point four yeah. percent. That doesn't mean you're black. I'm. I too am point four percent. It's just rough, and like, like I feel bad because she was so enjoyable, and she was one of those characters that came on new that I was like, I love her, I relate to her. She's raw, she's unfiltered, and then it's like the last time I enjoyed her was when she was screaming at Shannon at a dinner table at the Quiet Woman. So good, and Shannon threw her plate of food. It's on my like, fucking plate. It's on my fucking plate. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, that's the last time I, like, loved Kelly Dodd. It's just, I think meeting Rick and, like, I think she got really comfortable in her beliefs and was like, I can say whatever I want. Ugh. 
It's, yeah. And I, my, I, I feel badly for the Bravo historians, uh, Samantha Bush, who like is, she had to like deactivate her Instagram account because the Kelly fans were like all just getting in her DMs and like. Well, Kelly was in her live, told them mm-hmm. to. Yeah. They, she said, go get her. It's like Trump. Like it's like it's that level of like, that. of like, like, well, well, it was because of Trump. Like he, you know gave her a voice don't you think i mean i don't oh, we don't need God. to talk about him because he's gone so but she is a fucking mess all in a mess it, she is, it's it's just to the point where it's not entertaining and i never thought i would say these words this season has been unbearable and they need to bring back vicky and tamra they gotta they have to <laughs> even though vicky was in pv at the circuit party with all the she days. was with shangela she was handing out sanitizer <laughs> she was like, at, I don't she was you're lying yes no. She was in, no, she was in PV though. But she wasn't at the circuit. You're No, no, I'm lying oh, about okay. that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she was or not. And you know what? I'm gonna say she was. <laughs> Sue me. What are you gonna get? This pillow? I know. I'm like, I can't wait for my first scandal on this podcast. I'm like I have nothing but like my toenails. So. <laughs> well, here I am. Trust me. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, and I find Vicky to be vile, but like yeah. there's something about her level of vileness that I can handle and I enter it's entertaining. But Kelly just got to like a very it's dark, mm-hmm. and I don't go to reality television for dark personalities. No. There's enough of them. No. Mm-hmm. The darkness I want is like family drama or like marital drama. Like I don't need darkness where yeah. you're just like like the darkness that I want is this Erica Jane and Tom Girardi. Yes, dark. that, that is what I want. And it now is, Army Hammer, but yes, <laughs> stealing money from burn victims to put your glam squad up in first class. Like that's the kind of darkness that I'm here for. Cause I'm, that's some shit I do. I'm so oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. I, I'm so, I'm so scared. We're not going to get it though on the show. I think we will. No, they said that we are. They said that, that she's being unapologetically vocal about it and she's not holding back. And you know, they're still, they were still filming when all of this happened. So I wonder if it's like an opportunity for her to like, I, I wonder if her lawyers are like, no, do talk about it because we can like maybe get you out of a sentence if you come across, you know, super uh, innocent, poor. which I don't, or poor. poor. <laughs> <laughs> Living in Gina's Castina. Please. Or I mean, I'm dying at the KFC Popeye's thing she posted. Did you see that on her Instagram? Oh yes. Which one because, do you prefer? Right, Cause she was seen at the KFC. Yeah, tabloid yeah. like had spotted her like walking through the drive-through of KFC, walking on two feet. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the kind of darkness this that I is like. Good. Oh my god, I've never walked through a drive-through, but now I want to. No, but now it's gonna be all the rage. <laughs> yeah. Erica does it. Right. The gays are in. Yeah, all those uh, PV gays are gonna be at KFC. <laughs> they're they're with Vicky currently selling insurance. <laughs> Photo insurance. But KFC Popeyes is Popeyes. Popeyes has them. I don't eat meat anymore, but much better food at Popeyes than KFC would be my vote on that poll. It's not a question, Erica. Erica, idiot. I'm just trying to get your your Instagram popping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're talking about relatable questions, (laughs) right? Sure. Do we want to talk about the Southern Charm stuff at all? Do we not care? Because I don't care, I don't, but we can talk about it. it. I don't watch a lot of it. Um, I only know about it because I've 
Um, I've been a fan of like Justin Anderson's Instagram yeah. for a very long time. Um, you know, we've talked a few times here and there and like, I liked Kristen Cavallari's show. So like, that's how I found got all it. of this going on was when Justin got involved. Sure. And cause I don't watch Southern Tron, whatever it is. Yeah. I only liked the little redheaded Coke, Coke one. I like her. <laughs> she is that too. I find, I texted Tom before this because I I was like, we in a couple sentences, will you just explain what's going on? Because I have no fucking clue. First of all, they all look alike. So I'm like, how can I tell all anyone apart? <laughs> all of them. Essentially, it's this couple that essentially this couple just needs to break up and they did, but they're still just like trying to get back at each other. Austin and Madison. And then now Madison is with Jay Cutler or maybe. And then Austin was maybe with Kristen Cavallari. Yeah. I don't care. This is a lot of white people issues. That's it what is. Kelly say. God would have no part of it because she is black. She is black. <laughs> it, I mean, the name Madison is enough for me to be like, I'm going to bow out. What about people like Madison don't have issues? <laughs> what about Austin with an E? <laughs> Stop it. That, it there's, doesn't he like pedal? Doesn't he like pe- E-N? Oh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah, he the- pedal like pillows or something around no that's craig no that's craig oh, they're the that's same craig, I, craig they all look the same I'm, there's three of them yeah <laughs> there was just two guys They're very much where i'm at nice. i mean the only, i'm telling Shep, you the only craig, one i know Austin. is the little redheaded like coked out one Catherine. and then the one from last year that became like everyone's nightmare uh yeah uh she was thomas ravenel's ex uh uh-huh. yeah. see that's the darkness that i like no, yes that was good no coked <laughs> out redhead a couple things about her she is blonde now which is sad i'd like to write her as a redhead and then in addition to that after dealing with some racist remarks she decided to date a black guy which is an interesting turn so but- now she's jeffree star uh, essentially, yes. She's the she's the, <laughs> the South Carolina Jeffrey Star. There goes any chance of makeup sponsorship I ever had. <laughs> oh my god! Um, okay, well, any, was there anything it, it's else? Kids? Too much for me that show. Like I can't yeah. get into that, and I can't get into Blow Deck. Like I try. And then, like, the next thing I know, I'm watching a yacht, and then I feel like I go to the bathroom, and I come back, and they're on a sailboat. And I'm like, what has happened? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a good, like, it's a good just background noise show if you're, like, doing other things in the day. Below Deck is. Isn't there a New Orleans Southern Charm? Yes, Southern that Charm. one I I loved that one, but they I I don't I they didn't officially cancel it supposedly, but they have yet to renew it, even though the last season ended a while ago. <sighs> Bravo. <laughs> Get it together. Yes. Get rid of Kelly and just bring in back New Orleans. They'll take her salary and split it between the four of them <laughs> exactly, and it'll be great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my God. What I would give to get my hands on contracts, you know, like of like what these women get paid. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I dream about it. What I wouldn't give to have had DC's housewives going on in the past four years. Oh of yes. Oh that would have been, everything. I think about it frequently and I'm like, you just know that it would have been. It would have been, o- it would have been OC, but in DC. <laughs> it would have been, been so much. Yeah, it would have been great. Well, um, I mean, because you have to know one of them like stormed the Capitol. One oh, of completely. them or their husband was a part of that. One thousand. The Salahis that crashed the that crashed the Obama dinner. It would have been them. Vicky was actually at the Capitol. <laughs> 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 she went from Puerto Vallarta to the Capitol. Yes. The man with the horns. That was Vicky. 
Oh my god. Okay, was there any other news or should we recap? No, I mean so much happened, but Yeah. Well, you can check out on Wednesdays once again, Kix does a little like news recap, Bravo news recap for the week on our dumpster dive uh, Instagram, so check that out. Uh but we are gonna take a quick little break and then come back with Logan uh to talk uh Bravo current that's happening right now on our (laughs) television shows. Okay. Uh we'll be back in one second. Uh, okay, and we are back with Logan. Hi, Logan. Uh, Hi. How are you? <laughs> I hate, okay. I hate the breaks sometimes. I'm like, it's so fake. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back as I, we all sit here I and stare it. at each other on Zoom. I know, right, I know. exactly. Um, wait, so we're gonna talk Bravo. Obviously, that's why we're here. But uh, I know Salt Lake City is airing like while we're recording tonight. But um, what are your thoughts like on the franchise as it kind of starts to wrap up? I mean, for a first season, it's a banger. I mean, it gives us what we want in a Bravo, in a Housewives franchise. It gives it to us in their first season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Who do you love? Like, who do you marry? I mean, (laughs) what a national treasure. I love her so much. And it's so sad. She is the type of darkness that I like. Right. That's a great example of it. I am like fucking your grandfather (laughs) and talking about it on national television. Like this is what I come for. It's making me sad because she's definitely not going to be on season two. You really think so? She's hardly in this season. For the listeners at home, Logan started crying. He's crying right now. There's tears <laughs> coming. Don't tell me that because <laughs> I, w- I think I would really sacrifice any of them. Like my ideal coming back would be, I mean, I liked all of them. None of them really rubbed me the yeah. wrong way. Jen Shaw is, I mean, how do you even <laughs> describe that? She's crazy. In like yeah, in all the ways you can like put it in under that word the good the bad i mean she has her, the good crazy the bad her crazy. outfits her shoes her home her fit like it's it all fits under that word it's just it's everything you want in your housewife mm-hmm. it really is it's like erica jane in salt lake city <laughs> yeah i just want yeah I, but she's giving us more than erica honestly because she's actually like showing like raw you know emotions about her family and stuff i think there's some really dark stuff about her like companionship issues with her husband and with people in her life i mean there's stuff to like get in get into there because she some like a scene that i i go back to in my head is like what it was like the first or second episode where husband was gone sharif and she was just like bopping around all these women's houses and it was like a day because she was in the same outfit and she was just like going to people's houses being like hey Hi. Hey, it's me, Jen. <laughs> I'm here. And it's like, wait, so you're like literally like, okay, today I'm just going to go to Meredith's and then I'm going to Heather's and then I'm going to like, she, because she doesn't want to be home alone with where no one is with her. She can't stand to be alone. And there's something like really dark there about that. Right. And the fact she has like literally 10 assistants. Yeah. So do, for, for what, what? does yeah. she do? She said on an interview that she's like, there's a marketing company, there's a, I don't know. There's like other things. I'm like, marketing what? You can also just say you don't do anything. Like, that would be fine. No one's going to come for her if she's like, I don't have a job. (laughs) I don't know. It's a great, it's a great, great franchise. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, with any, any 
first season, you're always like, I think everyone's a little reserved and at the same time going 110%. I think a second season, I think everyone should get two seasons. That way you kind of get to see, you've seen yourself on TV, you know what to fix, you know what glam works, you know what glam doesn't work. And then you get to, like, I think to have Jen back, I think we would see Jen in sweatpants. Mm-hmm. I think you would see like a little bit softer of a side to her than I'm throwing these lavish parties and I'm going to throw a glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I, I <laughs> And like the nails for me, it, it's, it's in the details. <laughs> Those nails are painted and dis, like colored and rhinestoned a different color to match every single outfit. He yeah. has an assistant that does her left hand and her right, like a different one that does her right hand. I really almost just made a really horrible joke. Go. I got to hear it. I, it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how much time she has, like, like in her days to think about. I mean, that's literally all she's doing is think about what she's wearing. You know, she doesn't have anything to do or anyone mm-hmm. to talk to. It's a lot. And, like, I love um, Heather, Heather Gay. She's lovely. Um, I think that's, like, a very authentic storyline, and none of it felt forced or produced. I loved Whitney and her father. That hair, the bucket. What is he wearing? It's what a is bucket it? on it's, his head. It it died a couple <laughs> years ago. My father, like, forgive me, God, like my white trash country bumpkin father, was sitting on the couch with me and was like, "Did he choose to have his hair look like that?" And I was like, "I believe it. I believe he, he did." No, there was going to be a camera. Yes. It wasn't like a surprise. <laughs> we're filming you. It, he knew. The twist. No. Did you tell your dad the twist was that he works in the hair business? <laughs> I didn't want to shatter my dad's dreams. That's when they showed him in a salon. I was like, who? <laughs> what do you do there? Are you the janitor? Like, <laughs> are you buying drugs? Are you buying your pills? Like, what's going on? Because you, sir, do not own a beauty shop. No. <laughs> no. No. And I no. think that we'll wrap on that on Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, so let's talk Dallas a little bit. Um, I'm having a fun time, I'll say. Like, it, like what, I, what is working is that they're all doing things together, which is what is not working on Atlanta right now, is because, like... Oh. Atlanta, we finally this week finally got like some fun things happening because they're actually together. But, you know, the reason Dallas has just been kind of fun is it's like it's truly just like girls gone wild. You know, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, literally, literally what what pandemic? Oh, yeah. Right. They ha- they're they living like no. it's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like in 2004. <laughs> They're literal. They literally are like a girl's gone wild DVD yeah. from 2004. No, it's like the porn idea is like we're gonna take a doc, we're gonna take an anesthesiologist and put them in a group with a bunch of topless women, and like that's the show. And like, what a gem Tiffany Moon is. Oh my She's gosh. amazing. She's saving that the franchise. That is reality television gold yeah. right there. Wait, we need to plug mom right now, kids. Because <gasps> oh my gosh, our mother. So our mother sent us a Instagram. Um, oh, the other first time day, she's ever done that by the other day I mean yesterday that Tiffany Moon is hosting a student poetry contest at um, like the school that she is a CFO for <laughs> I'm gonna pee my pants <laughs> look at it 
<laughs> I mean, talk about the fucking life. Well, there she goes. Honestly, we're... So I, maybe mom's going to get to meet her. Yeah, which is fucked up. She, but, like, they well, don't even watch that. that we don't and get, they don't I even know. care. That's what's fucked up. That's the worst. Yeah. Uh, if Tiffany Moon was coming to my, I would go register for college right now. I'm like, <laughs> can I write some poetry? <laughs> oh, hi, I'm a poet. <laughs> I have a way with words. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we've learned that here today, Logan. <laughs> this is our last episode of Dumpster Dive today, Logan. Thank you so much for being. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Could you imagine? I get you guys pulled from every platform. <laughs> I've been. Say, I'll say it again. I'm waiting for a scandal because that's when this thing will really blow up. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we found it today. If um, you want drama, you get <laughs> to the right place. <laughs> um. So yeah, loving Tiffany. Um. Uh, hating Carrie. Oh. <laughs> what a downer. She is. It's a situation. Shut I, up. Oh my god. Something I want to um give out to the listeners of the show. Grapevine, Texas, is not a fun place to visit. Yeah, so we're from <laughs> Grapevine. We're actually like from like we live like five minutes from where they were at that winery. Oh, and I've never heard of that winery before. No. <laughs> I didn't even know it was it there. It looked like a bank. The outside looked it like did. a bank. <laughs> it's like, it's well, this... you realize like they probably had to find places that would allow them to film during COVID. Right. And, like bring in a production crew and all of that. So like your nicer winery is not going to do that. They're not going to force their customers out so you can do whatever you're but doing. The true you're overestimating. Is, yeah. The true drama you're is you're overestimating how oh, nice winery in Grapevine, Texas. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry I did. You know, I should have done my winery Despite research. the name. The name is deceiving. Yeah. I mean, the name is literally pointing towards a winery, you know, but it's they're, they're not yes. there. The best thing Grapevine has is a really shitty mall. See, that's what I would pay for. Yes. I would pay to see them all yes. have to shop at a like strip mall. Yeah, like a Charlotte Russe. Oh, <laughs> yes, and a Dillard's. Oh, a Dillard's yes. and a Claire's. <laughs> Fuck it up. And like one of those shops that's like a prom shop and it has like those really glittery gowns that don't touch the floor. <laughs> yes. Uh, dress barn. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're tickling well, me. Okay, but the Dallas woman—they've all been there. Like the only one, what one is that's her not name, the really rich one with the dog, Cameron. Cameron. She's the only one that's not done that. Like she's the one that I want to see in like Claire's buying jewelry or getting her she, ears pierced. She deserves a sim- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> oh my god, that's the show. <laughs> No, I can't. Actually, because I've, I've I've had my ears pierced at Claire's. How subtle brag! Oh my uh, god, I wish. <laughs> but I can't imagine her in that chair because <laughs> it's a really frightening chair. It's to small. Stay. She's also the tallest woman, so she's like I'm picturing her like with her knees up, literally sitting there while like a gun's shooting her through her ear. She's like, I don't know if this is safe. Like she's. <laughs> Oh my god! I want to see it so bad. Eating chicken feet. (laughs) I want to see it. (laughs) No, it was fun. I I also was so shocked. Can you imagine if you showed up to a birthday party and someone was like, "Okay, so for your birthday, I put your head on a stick." (laughs) Like I'm like, okay, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) I I don't know if I'd be like, "Woo party," or I'd be like, "I'm sick. I have COVID." What the fuck? I don't even. There's not a joke there that I'm missing, right? Like. 
I kept trying wow. to find it and couldn't find it. Like, what was she kept being like, it's funny. And everyone's like, what is funny about it? I'm going to get your head on a stick. But like, you don't say that to like celebrate. Like you're going after someone when you say that. Right. Like that's what they're going to do to the three of us after they hear this podcast. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Vicky Gumbelson's on our way here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly Dodd just started an Instagram live. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Did she? Oh, Kelly Dodd has to finish her current Black Lives Matter march before she does anything. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Notorious black woman. Should we tell, should we remind Kelly that it's Black History Month starting on Sunday? <laughs> She's going to post something about it and it's going to be so funny. If she does, I swear to God, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose like it. Like an MLK. She's quote. like an honor of. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there, I ha- there is something funny. I have to post something on the Instagram about like Kelly Dodd waiting, t- waiting to post on on <laughs> on Black History Month or something. It's literally like she's gonna end up posting like a Rachel Dolezal photo no. or something like, inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, oh, I just love black women, Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> I bet she knows her. Like, there's a world in which they've talked before. Certainly. I'm like, I will almost, it's almost like if I was still drinking, I'd get drunk enough to buy a Rachel Dolezal cameo and like (laughs) have it make its way to Kelly Dodd somehow. That's so smart. But you need to buy it on like a, on a burner phone because no one can know that you bought a Rachel Dolezal cameo. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I think I care. Supporting the community. Oh, oh my god. My fucking god. <laughs> Wait, so anything else about Dallas? <laughs> oh, but yeah, back to Dallas. <laughs> Isn't there I don't, I don't know. It's just like all kind of filler. It's fun, but it's like there's not like much to say, you know? I think no, Carrie it's, it's is monster. She's like being so ruthless. And that's pretty much all yeah. that happened this episode. But she was just being so mean. Yeah. I don't like her. It's the rest of it. Like I could watch them all be drunk and messy together. And it's like a fun way to spend an hour. And like, it's doable. It's not boring like OC's been. But there, you know, when you got rid of Little Miss Leanne Locken, you lost <laughs> a lot of Dallas. I will say though, the something that I found out this episode is that Carrie's daughter looks like Giannina from Love is Blind. Oh my God, she <laughs> does. Oh. Identical. I paused it and I was like, who does this woman look like? I must find out right now. It is Giannina. And then I just sat for it for a second. I was like, that's it, Giannina. Oh my God, Giannina. Can when- you believe that Love is Blind was only a year ago? I can't. Um, so yes, oh, Giannina. Oh, oh yeah, Giannina. Oh, Giannina, when she's like, I lost my butterflies and I can't find them and I want them back. Oh, my God. When Carrie said to her daughter, I thought you were going to get your hair colored by now. I was like, she's 15. Like, you're instilling, like, she's going to have issues about her looks because of you. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> she keeps trying to be open with her about stuff and Carrie's like a brick wall. It's like yeah. so... The way and she was trying to like talk to her about Black Lives Matter like a couple weeks ago and it was just like she was like what like she was like, like yeah it's like, yeah oh, yeah God. like okay <laughs> yeah um so yeah, they, they just need to steer away from any serious conversation no they can't do it. any of these franchises yes. no they can't do it um wait so let's talk Atlanta a little bit so Atlanta I feel like this is the first episode of the season 
Like, I feel like this I, is like where we're beginning. This is where we should have began filming. Mm-hmm. Like this was a nightmare to get to. A nightmare. This is the seventh episode. No, the, the first six could have been easily two or three. One. <laughs> okay, or one. one. Yeah. No, they could have one made it a compilation. Yes. Give me a ninety-minute premiere and shove all that shit into one because you have officially wasted my time. Our newest wife has now, for the first time, appeared for the second. This is her second appearance, actually, with women of the show. And it's like mm-hmm. she was with them on the first episode and then she didn't come back until seven episodes, six episodes later. Like, that's not a reality show. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I mean, that would be a reality show if I was your friend because I don't see anyone. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> You'd be, but, but you would be the friend of, you know, in that situation. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a nightmare. <laughs> It's a it's nightmare. It's also a nightmare. And we have like eight characters that are, are not housewives. Like we have all these girls that like, I would love to see things about their lives. Like why can't Shamia ever be a housewife? Like she's been on the show for so long. I'm sorry. If anyone's going to be a housewife, that is a Marlo. Even, obviously. If it's not, what is the problem with Marlo? There's I don't know. There's something there. We say this almost every, I would say every time we talk about housewives is that there's, there's a reason that she's not that like no one knows about because there's no, hasn't Andy said he's, it will never happen. Andy has said she'll never hold a peach. Okay. So I said this on a couple up, like a couple episodes ago or a while ago that I think that there is something that happened in her first season because I don't know if you remember in her first season, she got in that big fight with Sheree. Where they're like, when they're in Africa. Um, And she said uh, like that gay F word and Andy like fully like flipped out on that. Oh, who hasn't said faggot? I know, I know. But like, I think that Andy was probably pretty pissed about that for a while. I, well, <laughs> like, I know, of but like he was pissed. Like I know he was pissed, but like I just like I like I remember there being because she didn't come back for like a season or two. Like she wasn't in the fourth season or the fifth season after mm-hmm. that, and then she came back as his friend. I don't know. I I thought that that was like an initial thing that gate like rubbed him the wrong way with her. It probably you know he's a spiteful little queen himself, right. so mm-hmm. it could be one thing. But like, there's so many of them that would make like. I'm sorry, but Tanya needed to stay a housewife. Yeah, I agree. I, she's more entertaining than either of the new girls. 1,000%. And we're about to find out. Yeah. How entertaining she is. How entertaining you know? she can be. Bolo. <laughs> Bolo the I cannot wait to see that man lick a face shield. It's the only face I shield I want to see. I can't wait for him to lick my face shield. Great, same. <laughs> I was obsessed with the fact that Todd was like, yeah, you should just call around and see like what strippers are there. I'm just like, Candy what? Was like, okay. <laughs> that was so fake, y'all. I can't buy that that stripper wasn't already booked by production. I buy it. I can. I buy it because Candy and Todd are such freaks that it just makes sense. She went on a tour called Candy's Dungeon. Like she, they know things and they know where. They know people. Yeah, they know people. No, no, no. No, no. I agree with that. I said that wrong. What I'm saying is like that scene felt so made up that they came up with the idea like in that moment. Like I could see her like already being like, okay, so I'm going to surprise Cynthia with a stripper. I see. This is the stripper. That's what I'm saying. It just felt very like, like Todd was like, would you want to have a stripper there? And then it's like, <laughs> it's like wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. 
That makes sense. I mean, that's probably next for Candy. She's probably going to have like a stripper service. You just call a number and she gets you a stripper from anywhere in the United States. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's a great it. idea. I love that she was open about her getting NDAs for her threesomes. Yes! Absolutely. She has more money. I mean... She has so much fucking money. That's what I also had to laugh about. Well, so yes, she signs NDAs because people will sue her. She's like, I have more money than God, so no. Second of all, the fact that she was like, Kenya hiring a private jet and she was like shocked by that she was like that's a lot of money I'm like yeah. you have more, more money than she does yeah but i she- think she was just shocked that kenya did it yeah, yes exactly. i think she's like i have that money I but mean, no one honestly, else honestly i was uh same like well kenya doesn't kenya doesn't have private jet money if you ask me we think that kenya and drew are not drew sorry kenya and latoya are hooking up they have to be they, I mean, it feels like it. I feel like they licked each other's, you know, <laughs> like in multiple states. Is that, Logan, is that where we draw the line? <laughs> I don't say <laughs> I don't know. I felt like there was a woman here. I was so like, flustered all of a sudden. You're like, that they, um. <laughs> the, um, Paswana. <laughs> no, the fact that she gave her lingerie that had a tag on it, and she's like, I was just cleaning out my closet. And found this, and it's like, mm, no. I don't. Just, it feels very suspicious to me. Oh my god! I really want one of these women to be you know, actually bi or a lesbian, you know, and it not well, be Bronwyn. Candy. Well, Candy. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Portia. Portia's making out with Candy. So. Oh my god! I that season is my favorite season of Atlanta. I think the season I, where br- Nini wasn't bring there. Bring back Phaedra. Yes. I'm sorry, Fe- bring her back. She's the best. I mean, she's not the best person, but she's the best for the show, you know? I could live the rest of my life with no Nini. Just give me Phaedra back because that read that she delivered on that couch about the pizza <laughs> so was good. the most well-executed read I have ever heard in my life. Right, when she's like, and you take your you take your uh, eggs down to a sperm bank. Like, it was like, what? Like everyone there was just sitting there like. <laughs> I mean, it, and it just flowed. It was like. Da, 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 it was da, like da, slam poetry. <laughs> like truly. The only thing that's ever come close to it was Monique going at Giselle in the Potomac <gasps> reunion. Yeah. So good. Although I. I wish that binder got more screen time, you know? It was such that a like, binder needs to be a full time cast member. I know. <laughs> I want to like I wanna I would pay money, like real dollars, to buy a copy of the binder. One thousand percent. She should just make it into a book deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> That's something that you would do. Fuck them all. <laughs> I'm coming back. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Call my wig. I would love to see a binder of like your tea on all the New York City drag queens. See this phone I'm recording on? That's my binder. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I have told people before if I die, the screenshots in this phone are just burn it. <laughs> burn it. Smash it with the hammer. Don't worry about where my body is. Get rid of get the, the phone. Get rid of the phone. <laughs> Throw it in the Hudson. <laughs> oh yeah. No. I screenshot everything. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm so scared of the day when Apple decides to like notify people when they then when screenshots are happening on text messages or or Instagram messages. It has to happen, don't you think? Yeah. I'm, no. I'm just so scared. I don't want it because I love to do it and send to people. Yeah. Yeah. That's like half the joy in life, you know. 
Oh, yes. We got to find like, the things where I'll, we can get them. <laughs> I screen record if I'm on FaceTime with someone and I think they're going to say something shady. I'll screen record before I FaceTime them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. The thing is, and I said this w- over the summer when all of that shit was going down and I was calling people out. I will never say anything unless I have enough to back it up that will shut you down very quickly, which is why I had no problem going after that famous promoter, Jake Rosenkow, because what didn't come out is I had photos of his name on audio and lighting boxes on the freight company for Fire Island as he's denying ever having any involvement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, work. <laughs> so I, if I say something, it's because I have enough. Logan, you're like the Megan King Edmonds of the gay community. <laughs> <laughs> that is the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> Are we excited that New Jersey's coming back? Oh so excited. The taglines I good. loved. I didn't like them when I was reading them on people's stories, but when I watched the... I know, obviously, when you hear them say it, it was so much better. Yeah. But hear them, like, deliver it. I was like, love it, girls. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm uh, I'm excited to actually cover something interesting on this podcast. <laughs> and a lot of people and a lot of people have seen the, like, um, premiere episode. And every single one that has seen it has said it's the best premiere in any franchise's history. Yeah. So, yeah, I've heard that. I'm ready. I go in and out with Jersey, so I'm excited to um, dive in. I am ready for anything other than the shit we've been watching. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so this kind of wraps up our recap. We got one more quick little segment, and then we will let you go, Logan, okay? Uh, we'll be back okay. in one second. Okay, hi, and we're back. <laughs> I made that one just short and sweet. <laughs> here's the thing logan we like one day want ads you know so like we're we put the breaks in there so like it's like our wish fulfillment that like one day like that space will be there you got you have to just put that out there so i love it that's why we do it um but uh we'd like to wrap up on a fun little convo about uh whether we think each other would be good on uh reality somewhere and it can be a yes it can be a no if it's a yes it can be anywhere there's no rules to this game Okay, uh, we're going to start with you and then we'll end on your just like scathing read on the two of us. Okay, <laughs> sound good? <laughs> Sounds lovely, doll. <laughs> I mean, you'd be so you would be fabulous as a housewife to me, obvi- obviously. I think that I think that you and the Marlowe track is ideal where you're like popping in and like showing screenshots and then like heading home. So you don't have to like show your like personal life. You don't have to like, no one needs to be in your house. Like, but you can go to the party and be like, by the way, she said that you're uh, a bitch the other night. So bye. Absolutely. And here's, and here's three receipts confirming it. Bye. Oh, and then the hidden (laughs) camera that was in the room too. Bye. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And just air dropping it to everyone in the room and then hitting it. Yes. Including the private chef in the kitchen, just in case. Chef love. Chef love. Chef love. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. I feel like Marlo track is literally so perfect for you because like Tom was saying, I totally agree with everything about that. I also see you on like a quick like recap read show. I know we don't see like something on Quibi anymore, maybe but, or Snapchat <laughs> or anything like that, but like a quick like here's what happened and here's what I have to say about it. I don't know where that would live. 
Your Libby. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram Live. Yeah, yeah all that. Your pod. Well, he has a podcast. <laughs> or, oh god. No, no, no. I mean, like, I mean, like, a little seven-minute, like, short on Instagram Live or something like that. But I definitely agree with I Tom love too. That. Okay. Well, any thoughts on the two of us? Absolutely. And as of today's. Um, <laughs> After today's um, events in your apartment. No, I, you know, I think both of you could very easily be on, like, I always say that, like, New York housewives should have, like, the New York housewives and then their daughters should have their own show, like, Mm. spinoff, because all of the daughters are phenomenal. Like, imagine Dorinda's daughter, Sonia's daughter, like Bethany's daughter, because she's 30 at this point. (laughs) And like their friends, like a younger version of the New York Housewives would be great for you too. Love. Like you're good at shooting the shit. You say what you want to say. And like, I also think that Kelly Dodd should start a black tabletop (laughs) and we should all be guests on it as moderators. On Facebook Watch, right? On fa- only Facebook Watch. Snapchat. Abs- or, or on Fox. One of the two. Please. Fox and Kelly instead of Fox or, and Friends. Or streaming on, what's the what's the social media platform that's all Republicans? Uh, parlor. Parlor. Par- a Parlor exclusive. Do you know someone, and I'll just like make this really quick, someone right at the end of the Trump thing when like Parlor was getting stopped and everything started telling everyone that once it was deactivated, if they deleted the app and reinstalled it, that their account would go back up. But once you delete it, you can't get back in. So all of these Trump supporters deleted the app and it deleted their account. That's amazing. (laughs) Those are our heroes. Those are our heroes. (laughs) (laughs) And Kelly Dodd probably lost her account. Oh my God. I hope she has a parlor account. I'm too scared to search parlor.com on my computer no don't i'll do it yeah i'll let you do it and you can just screen record it and send it to me and i'll just make a profile with like pictures of my, my chest plate on being like yeah <laughs> mega oh my god i went because of you logan i went on a deep dive of like some gay that was at the we like dm'd about it for a second there was a gay that was at the insurrection that you posted about which yeah. then turned into me going on this like awful Instagram Gaze deep dive on who this what is it, asshole for was. Gays for Trump? What is it? Oh. One of those. Rumps for Trump? Rumps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tiffany just hosting pride events. Like, what her a weird what a Her weird wave and like hot. <laughs> <laughs> she should be a housewife. She, of something. I would die. Yes. Yes. Real oh, God. That sounds Lago. great. <laughs> I'm shocked that we don't have a Boca, a Boca housewife. Yeah, what would happen is Siggy Flicker would go and move down there to be on that, and then Kelly Dodd would move there and be on Ramona. that. Like, Ramona, Vicky, like we could really start it with like all of our favorite Republicans. <laughs> that actually just sounds like a show that also would be on Parlor. <laughs> They're all on it. There's like a sub housewife <laughs> sub Parlor. <laughs> Sounds like something Candy would be into. Yes, completely. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, Logan, this has been such a fun little evening chatting together, and thanks for coming on. Yes, and of course. Um, I uh would love to have you back sometime soon. You are the best. This was Anytime. so much fun. You made me laugh so hard, like my face hurts. I loved it. 
I loved it. And now all I'm going to do is send both of you pictures of Kelly Dodd, like random on Tuesday. Oh my God, please. That's all I need so, on my Tuesdays. Buckle up. Um, wait, so before we let you go, I want you to plug all your stuff. Oh God. Um, hi, I'm Logan Hardcore. <laughs> and you can listen to my podcast where I just talk shit about Kelly Dodd every Monday on streaming platforms. It's called Oh My Dodd. No, I'm just kidding. It's called Hardcore on. <laughs> it's called Hardcore Honest Tea. Like tea. Get it? It's gay. It's a gay thing. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Logan X Hardcore. And you could probably find me in jail or six feet under soon. Sooner than later. <laughs> Doing like jail shows. Instagram yeah. live from jail. Jailhouse drag. <laughs> Snub schoolhouse rock <laughs> jail. <laughs> jail <laughs> <drag>. <laughs> Ooh, horizontal stripes. <laughs> oh, you are in the stripes today, Kicks. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> She's getting ready. I have like the mic um, in my hand ready to MC that. <laughs> <laughs> Orange isn't my color. I can't do it. <laughs> No, orange will look bad on you. And me. (laughs) I was like, wow. (laughs) This got dark. Well, we have the same we're brother and sister. We have truly the same complexion. So no no oranges or yellows look good on us. Um, At least you know that, girl. Yes. Because Tina Tina Burner doesn't. (laughs) Indeed. Well, there we go. You know, um, best wishes, warmest regards to all of my season 13 New York City sisters. You're all trash. Um, wait, so you can follow us, though. I'm at the Tom Hamlet. Kix is at Kix Hamlet, uh, C-I-X. Yes. And then Dumpster Dive is Dumpster Dive Pod on Instagram. Um, we have a bonus episode coming out on Sunday uh, where we are covering uh, Bling Empire the whole season because that was uh, amazing. Logan, did you watch that? It was so good. I started it and I was like, if I do this, I need a full day. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's super easy to get through. Please binge it and listen on Sunday. And uh, everyone have a fabulous weekend. And I'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you.